Hello everyone, thanks for tuning into our podcast, What Really Works, brought to you by Discovery College. Discovery College is an initiative run by the Kelowna branch of the Canadian Mental Health Association that offers free courses to anyone and everyone to support our well-being and learn skills that are both professionally informed and informed by lived experience. Hello, What Really Works listeners. So excited to have you here today. Becky's here with me. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about pressure, perfection, and positivity, a really great alliteration. It is, and they're all three things that I hate because I'm terrible with all of them. I think most people are, and actually today is really exciting for Becky and I, and also a little bit nerve-wracking because we have our very first guest on with us today. And we're going to be talking about some tips and tricks about how we can make sure when we use social media, when we live our daily lives, when we interact with ourselves and also interact with others, that we're going to be thinking about how we feel. We're going to be thinking about what sort of pressures we put on ourselves and others, what pressures we put on ourselves to be perfect or to be positive, and how this can really make our mental health take a downturn sometimes, honestly. And here to talk with us today about this is Steph. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us today, Steph. Well, uh, why don't you introduce yourself, Steph? Yeah, so I'm Stephanie and I'm CMHA's practicum student right now. So I was invited to be on this because I put a lot of pressure on myself to be perfect like many of us do. I always struggle to be positive as well. And I always get frustrated when people tell me to just stay positive. Mm -hmm. That's my least favorite (laughs) thing to hear. Uh, I'm sure many people can relate to that. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about my perspective, I guess, on all of that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, Steph just started here. So maybe we can start there. You know, like what sort of pressures were you putting on yourself when you first started working here? Because that was Mm -hmm. only a few weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Basically... Pressure to constantly be busy is something that I felt because I'm working remotely and everyone kind of is. So it's been kind of interesting um, filling up that time. And there's a lot of guilt that I've been feeling Mm -hmm. as a result because I feel like I'm not working hard enough, I guess. And also with, for example, I had an assignment and I was overthinking it to the point where I couldn't do it because I just wanted it to be perfect. Oh, that's such a feeling. Like, yes, it's literally like a ton of bricks on you. And you know you need to do mm-hmm. something. And also when there's there, there's those outside features. So we have COVID happening. So yep. that's that's stress on ourselves. You have a new job. Mm-hmm. So that's stressful. And then there's the stress that we put on ourselves to be perfect with all of that. And then it crushes us like a ton of bricks on our chest. And it's sometimes you're in that, what Becky always says, your fight, flight, or freeze oh. mode. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were going to say. That. <laughs> and, and we freeze. Like she always yeah. says. Yeah, especially if you, I am 100% a freezer when it comes to pressure and that pressure can sometimes be external, but the majority of time for me is definitely internal. So I'm the one who's putting the pressure on myself. And like you say, Steph, I put so much pressure on myself that I get stuck and I can't move forward. I can't do what I'm wanting to do and the thing that I'm trying to complete, whatever that is, I just completely freeze. And then you get more mad at yourself mm-hmm. because you keep going down, down and down and down. Yeah, it's almost like a vicious cycle. 
of like putting pressure on, finding it hard to move forward, getting frustrated with ourselves, putting more pressure on, and it can be tough to kind of break that cycle. Which is an interesting thing as well, because we mentioned how we have external pressures and how we also have those internal pressures. Mm -hmm. But I don't know about you all, but I think the internal pressures that we put on ourselves are way heavier than those external pressures. So Steph, you mentioned that you feel pressure to always be busy, but that's something you're putting on yourself because, I mean, I don't think that anyone has maybe told you, you know, you need to be busy at every second of the day, right? So it's interesting how we kind of form these things in our brain of what's expected versus what is actually expected of us. Yeah. And I guess that's something we'll cover today is like, how do we manage those expectations and those pressures we put on ourselves? Um, Especially if you're listening and you're anything like all three of us where a lot of the pressure is we're putting pressure on ourselves to be perfect. We're putting pressure on ourselves to make sure we get everything right every single time, making no mistakes. Because I think in my head, I'm like, mistakes are bad when I make them, even though when somebody else makes a mistake, I'm like, that's fine. That's like a learning opportunity. Or like, that's totally normal. Nobody's perfect. But then when I actually reflect on how I say that to myself, I am very much the opposite towards me. Which brings us to probably one of my favorite topics, self-compassion. So self-compassion is really how we try to break that vicious cycle that you were talking about, Becky, with pressure and perfection and pressure and perfection. Do you maybe want to explain to us what self-compassion is? Because you've explained it to me in such a great way so many times. Yeah, so the way I tend to describe self-compassion is we think about that golden rule that we all got brought up with. So you should treat others how you would want to be treated, right? That Mm -hmm. makes sense. And I think all of us try to follow that as much as we can. But self-compassion is treating yourself how you would treat others. So almost reflect on... When you're saying something to yourself, when you're making some kind of judgment or putting pressure on yourself or telling yourself done something bad because you didn't get it right the first time, actually think about how you would speak to your friend about that. Because quite often we would say things to ourselves that we would never dream of saying to our friends. Yeah, I'm definitely guilty of that all the time. Um, And then when you get conscious of that, you're like, oh, wow. Like, my thoughts are so negative, and I would never speak to somebody like that. And then you're like, well, why do you do it to yourself then? Yeah. And that famous saying, right, we're our own worst enemy. We are our biggest judges. We're our biggest criticizers. So trying to break that and reflect on that and show a bit of self-compassion can go a huge way to supporting ourselves and giving us, you know, being a little kinder to ourselves. And I think what you said of just trying to be little bit kinder to ourselves or a little bit more self-compassion is really important because we know ourselves more than anybody else knows us. So we have these certain expectations of ourselves naturally. We have certain pressures that we put on ourselves because we know what we've done in the past or maybe what we want to do in the future. But a way to really balance that out is just saying, checking in with yourself, checking in with your goals, checking in with how you're thinking to yourself, checking in with your mindset and thinking, is this realistic or is this an unrealistic expectation that I have for myself that no one actually has of me? And I, you know, speaking of those expectations, I think a lot of us expect us 
to be perfect, right? That second P is, you know, we expect ourselves to get things right all the time. And actually, that's not how we work as humans, especially Mm -hmm. as, you know, young adults, young people. Part of growing and being who we are is getting things wrong. And we need to be a bit more compassionate towards ourselves when we get things wrong so that we can learn from that and grow from that. And that's why perfection can be so hard and so difficult because actually putting so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect and get everything right and making no mistakes, not only is that not good for our mental health, but also it can stop us from growing, right? Like a big part of growing up is making those mistakes and learning from them. And if we are putting so much pressure on ourselves to for that to never happen, where does that leave us and where does that let us grow? Yeah, and that's a really great question. And it's also good for us to think about what do we do about that? So it's all well and good. And it's great us talking about the fact that we all have problems with pressure and perfection and positivity and that, you know, making mistakes is good for us. But how do we actively support ourselves? How do we actively work on being okay with these things? Yeah, so personally, I find I really struggle with being positive um, and kind of juggling juggling with um, how to do that and change my thinking. So I've just been trying to be more conscious about the way I'm thinking um, because once you start to notice, you really start to see how negative your thoughts can be. And I just try and reframe a negative thought like um, thinking I'm not good enough, switching it to I am worthy or things like that. Um, I also like to practice gratitude at least once a week. So just uh, writing things down that I am thankful for, Um, not saying that you have to always be appreciative of everything in your life or that things always have to be good, but it just is a good reminder. Another thing as well I would say to be aware of when it comes to questioning our perfection and where our pressures are coming from is one of the biggest places my pressure actually comes from is social media. Mm-hmm. So especially when I am comparing myself to other people, that's really where I find that kind of perfection piece inside of me is almost really triggered, I guess is the best way of describing it, where there are, you know, Instagram influences where they come across as like the perfect people and even when comparing myself to people that I'm close with so it's not even just the people where their job is to make life look great but especially when it was like you know the middle of COVID-19 and everybody we were all at home and I was finding it really tough and then I would go on social media and I would see all my friends were posting themselves doing in workouts inside and baking sourdough and learning new hobbies and I was just kind of like well all these people have been productive and I'm just basically getting through the day and comparing myself to that thinking you know these are people that I'm also close with like I thought we were almost all on the same level and I'm struggling so much and I am there busy spending all day making a sourdough but actually I think that's when we need to show that self-compassion and say, hey, like just getting through the day is more than enough. That's actually perfect for me to be doing is 
just getting through the day, being okay with that and being, you know, showing that gratitude that you were talking about, Steph, you know, being grateful that I've managed to kind of make my way through the day and I don't have to make a sourdough to prove to myself (laughs) that I'm doing all right. Yeah, I think another really great way, not necessarily of getting through the day, but of starting your day is to think about your intentions. So for me, it's particularly helpful if every morning when I wake up on a whiteboard or on a mirror, I set an intention of how I want my day to go so that I can internalize that. I do it through I am statements. So I'll write something like, I am beautiful, or I am capable, I am resilient, I am a good person, I get along with others. Lots of things that you don't typically think about yourself, but you really want to reinforce with yourself because they are really true things about you. It's just, you don't don't think about it. It's not our go-to, it's not our default to think positive, good things about ourselves. But if we set our day thinking that, then hopefully we have a little bit more room or perhaps a little bit more energy to get through that day, like you're saying, and get through it in, I don't want to say positive because that's a buzzword, but get through it in a, in a capable way. Yeah. And I do just kind of want to say for anybody that's listening, please do not set your intention for the day of, I will always be positive today. Because that's so much pressure and so hard to put on yourself, right? Um, And I think, Steph, you mentioned this at the start about the pressure of being positive. And when people are telling us to be positive, it's not always helpful. Mm -hmm. And I always find when people do tell me to be positive that... um, I automatically get really defensive and feel like I have to explain my feelings or um, basically convince them that what I'm feeling is valid. But in reality, it's, it's important for me to explain to them that my emotions are valid. And it's unfortunately, it's up to me to communicate that because people aren't really mind readers, unfortunately. Yeah, the last thing you want someone to say to you is, hey, just be positive, like it's all going to be okay. But in actuality, you know, your feelings are valid. It's okay not to be positive and being able to communicate that to someone else and saying, actually, I'm having a really hard time today and that's okay and I acknowledge that. I think another thing related to that is comparing our situation to other people's situation. So often... I'll be having a really hard day or something will be not going right for me. Maybe today I'm feeling really, really anxious. And I often think, well, you know what? My life is so easy. I only have anxiety and there's tons of people out there in the world that have it way harder than me or whose lives are much harder than me. Like I am have a privileged position and all that sorts of, all of, and all of that. But we have to remember that our position and our experiences are relative and what we're feeling in the moment is important and it deserves to be recognized. It deserves to be moved through with, atten- with intentions and with attention, not just brushed off because other people might have it worse. Yeah, and recognizing those emotions is actually what I find probably the hardest. So I generally can tell if I'm feeling positive or negative 
Um, but actually kind of being able to label that emotion I'm feeling or emotions at that time, I find so difficult. So there's kind of a couple of ways that I try to practice that. Um, one way is through having an actual list of emotions. So noticing, okay, like I'm feeling something and if I'm finding it hard to label that, then I kind of uh, refer to this list of emotions and it's got about 40 different emotions on there, which is a lot, but it actually really helps me. And normally I can kind of pick a couple and go, okay, these are my emotions. This is what I'm feeling. And it then helps me decide, okay, how do I move forward from this now I've recognized it? And then another way I sometimes identify my emotions or at least work my way through my emotions is even sometimes having that list in front of me I'm still confused I still can't identify those emotions um which is okay but you know I'm not going to get it right every time or understand it every time but one thing I sometimes ask myself is okay I'm feeling intense emotions I'm not 100% sure what they are but what do I need what do I want right now and sometimes that is enough to kind of help me move forward and help me support my mental health by working out okay this is what I need and this is what I can maybe do about it yeah I think that that's a really great way to start to really delve into those emotions if you're not super familiar with it and the one thing that I do want to say is because we're speaking about how we can move forward and what we can do about how we're feeling and what we're thinking And all of that is great, but I just want to acknowledge and say that for all of you poor stress balls out there, like myself, those of you that might have a mental health challenge, chronic anxiety or chronic depression like I do, I just want to say that you can use all of the tools and trips and trips, all of the tools, tips and tricks that we're speaking about right now, and they will help or hopefully they'll help, but also dealing with those really tough emotions or being in the depths of our anxiety or our depression is a totally different beast and might require a little bit more support and a little bit more patience on behalf of yourself towards yourself before you can just actively pick up a tool from your tool belt and have it work for you. Yeah, and I think that's actually the biggest learning curve for me. Um, and it's something that you spoke to me about, Olivia. Um, so my background is kind of in mental health in the sense of it's something that I've studied and kind of been trained upon, um, which kind of has always meant when I'm supporting somebody that's maybe finding things tough right now, um, I've kind of always been like, have you tried this trick? Have you tried this tool? Um, and always go kind of go straight to okay, like this could be a solution. How about we try this out together? And actually, Olivia, the biggest thing that's ever stood out for me was when you said like, you know what, sometimes you could have all the tools in your tool belt, but actually what we need to do is just kind of sit and ride through it. And that's also okay. And I guess that's where almost like the biggest tool that we have in our toolkit is just being kind to ourselves and saying, yeah, I can just ride through this and that's more than okay. Yeah, and a really great Brene Brown quote actually is that we're all just doing the best that we can right now. So I think it's a good thing to remember that um, 
we're all trying and that's good enough. You don't have to um, do certain things to deal with that. You can just be and you can just sit with that emotion. Absolutely. And it's a good thing to keep in mind for ourselves, but then also a good thing to keep in mind for others. If we're all just trying the best we can at most moments in the day, then we have a little bit more room to be forgiving towards ourselves and also towards others. Yeah, I feel like that's a perfect piece to end this on. Some Brene Brown wisdom to close her out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us today. And also thank you, Steph, for joining us today, braving it with us on the podcast. It was so fun to have you on. Thank you. Thanks for having me and dealing with my awkwardness. (laughs) (laughs) And if you enjoyed this podcast, please, you know, give us some feedback. Say hi. We'd love to know who's listening and who's enjoying this. And, you know, even if you want to send us some ideas of topics that you would love for us to talk about, some Um, things that you might want some advice on. We would love to hear that as well. And hopefully you all have a good rest of your day. And if you're not having a good day, remember that that's okay.